Bueller. 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 where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we still haven't left Tim's house. Hey, Tim. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back to my living room. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We're, we're glad you stayed around. Sorry about the blanket fort. Oh, we, no. Was... That's an improvement. <laughs> <laughs> today, today, we're taking the day off to talk about minute number eight, which starts with blanket mummy Cameron Fry. And it ends with the first half of a song. Which song? So yesterday we'll we heard that Cameron's mother was in Decatur. And today she says, unfortunately, she's not staying. <laughs> Which I like. I think that's a fun line. I think because Cameron wants to move to Decatur. <laughs> he wants to get out of yeah, his dad's he, house. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like this idea. We don't hear about any problems he has with his mother. It's all his dad. Yeah. No, he says my parents later. His parents. Yeah, he's yeah, talking about fair. his parents. He generalizes. They mm-hmm. don't like each other, but it's still, I feel like it's still the, like, his it, dad's it, it's the big. Thorn. His dad's the big problem, but I think his mom is, he's yeah. not a fan is, of her. He's not helping. Yeah. Well, he did just say, unfortunately, she's not. Yeah. yeah. Both his parents are kind of just not great. Uh, he asks, so he says, where are you? And we cut to Ferris, and Ferris is chilling in his backyard. So and I'd like, like, I'd like to start something with Ferris Bueller Minute. Okay. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully with, with you guys that okay. will continue beyond me. Okay. Okay. I want to know what time it is throughout the day. I assume right now it's got to be still morning. I think it's first period at yeah. the school. We haven't seen any students in the hallway yet. Okay. That'll come later. What time do you suppose school starts? The sun was up right, before they left. Yeah. So... Oh, it's summer. I think so we, I guess it doesn't no, matter. No, it's not summer yet. It not is summer. It's June. Yet. He graduates this. It, no, like, he next says month. I have a few so months. May. No, he well, says I have a few months left. Base, we we know we know the date. We know the date that he took his day off because of the baseball game. Um, the baseball game that they're at later. The footage comes from a game that happened on uh, June fifteenth. 31 years ago. Okay, but that, that you gotta you gotta you gotta get rid of that. Though. I don't think he says he's got a few months left. He does later in the movie. I just rewatched this movie. <laughs> I don't think it's he just watched it, Gary. Yeah, okay. I just rewatched Jeez. it. Because I was trying to figure out what when it showed up. When when it was, because he says I have a few months until well, we graduate. We only have a few months till we graduate. But so I'm thinking okay, April. You're right. But but I think um I think he, later this week, Rooney will say if he thinks he can just coast through this month and still graduate as if it's like the end of the year. So maybe early May. I'm saying late April, yeah. early May. Okay. Somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. So if he's graduating early June, then or yeah. Mid-June even. Or mid-June. Yeah. Then yeah. Well, yeah, because okay. yeah, there's other inconsistencies. Like besides the game happening, like that specific game was a June 15th game from the footage. Yeah, there's um, no way. But you can't The Von Steuben parade is in September, so... Like yeah, you're right. We can't use we can't use that as yeah. time is everywhere mm-hmm. and so, nowhere yeah. at once. <laughs> but still, what time do you suppose? I'm saying like I'm thinking like maybe nine nine thirty. That's too. I think that's too late. You think it's too late? I think it's too late as well. I think it's got to be. It's he's got to be out in his because right now he's out by the pool 
with a glass of lemonade and a tiki yeah something or uh iced tea sorry not lemonade um he's got like a tiki glass tiki he's got like a glass, glass with iced like tea a, in it it's apparently. got like a it's got like a woman on it which is great but he's out by the pool at 8 a.m that's what i'm saying yeah which is ridiculous especially i mean i guess no i mean chicago does it's, get hot days yeah i don't know how later. cold it would be i mean the sun is out it doesn't look cold on, uh, but april can get in april pretty day. chilly yeah. in chicago but still he's he's a man <laughs> he's there um so yeah so i'm saying i'm gonna say it's 805 805 right now what time do you think his parents work early early so it's not a nine to five i, I think, think i think they got a commute five. you're right they always his yeah. mom commutes um we'll talk about her mom we'll talk about his mom's commute tomorrow well we know they get back at six Yes. So we know that. Time. I would assume maybe it's nine to five. So yeah, maybe they've already. I mean, they've already left because they've got to go to work. So it was over yeah. nine to five, and they get home at six. There's an hour commute. So something like that. Well, so we don't know. Maybe, nine, so maybe, maybe it's a longer eight. commute. Dad's there commuting than... from the city, right? Because of traffic and everything. Mm-hmm. Dad's mm-hmm. commuting from from downtown. Yeah. Um, mom's work is uh, in an affluent suburb that we'll talk about tomorrow. That I actually know, like where it's at. I found the details. So. We'll get to that, but she's like, she's pretty far. She's like 16 miles from here. Wow. Yeah. How pretty. do you know where this is? I thought you said it was Long Beach. Well, this, that's a uh, lot further away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That is a lot further away. Um, it says it's at, well, actually, it says that the, her job location is 16 miles of north of Chicago. So I don't know, like, where in, like, but I think this is in, um, Shermerville used to be the name of this actual town that I'm... I don't think it's Highlands or Highlands Park or something. I'll double check on that. But uh, it's a little bit north of downtown Chicago as well. Okay. That's kind of about where my buddy lives. Yeah, yeah no. Um. So, yeah. So, I think around... I think I'm going to say 8.05. 8.05. For this minute. Okay. What time because do you think you class to... starts then? Like 7.45? It's got a... It, around the same time. Yeah, late, late, late 7 o'clock hour. Okay. Um. Because... This is like just happening. So when he was faking six it was sick, it would have been like seven a.m. or like 6:30. late six o'clock, six thirty-seven, somewhere around there. Wait, don't we know what time it is when the does um, Larry Lujak on the radio in the beginning say what time it is? Because he says "Good morning, Chicago." Like he, does, there's like a, I don't remember. I don't it's know. like the very. Beginning. Well, we can start it from now. What time okay. do we think? Okay, I, I accept. Uh, I'll accept about eight oh five. About eight oh five, because he's got. They all have a lot of. I can say shit. They say shit in the movie. Yeah. They have a lot of shit to do today. They do. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think you got to give him time. So I think eight oh five. He's by the pool right now. He's he's enjoying himself. I like how the music cuts to this really great whole like tiki like. <laughs> yeah, well, that's um, what he's listening to. Right. It is. That's what Ferris is listening to. He's it, got his radio. He's got his boombox. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also got a. Is that a? When were cordless phones a thing? Is this a house phone? Is this a cell phone? No, this is a cordless phone from his house. No, okay. if that it's not shaped the right way for it to be a cell phone. Yeah. Okay. It would be out more boxy. Yeah, like like it's boxy, but like you see how it's that box it's, it's boxy, but it's like flat against his face, enough? kind of. It has it like the enough. old cell phones came out like okay. like like this. It's really I know you can't people can't see me, but it's a really weird box shape that kind of like sticks outward instead okay. of being flush against your face. That, okay, so that's probably a cordless house phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, this music, the in the score, the Ira Newborn score, this is still part of the same track, Cameron in Bed, uh, and the music 
literally just cuts back and forth between the sounds that we have here for for uh, Ferris by the pool. I'm assuming there's a pool. There's got like a tiki glass. And yeah, I guess there, right, like, there might not be a pool. All. He could just be on the back porch. Yeah, that's true. We in, just in, in swimming trunks? Well, later there's a scene at a pool and I don't know whose house they're at. Um, it could be nobody's. I have an answer to that, but that's for later. Okay. Um, the... It's, I like that the tr- I like that it's actually like written into the score that the track transitions back and forth in the music. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. I think it's a fun piece of score. Um, so the two of them have this conversation where he's he's trying to like convince Cameron to come over. He's like, "I'm taking the day off now. Get dressed and come over." And he's like, "I can't, stupid. I'm sick." He's like, "That's all in your head," which I like. I think that he's pointing out that like I think that Cameron's illness might be a psychosomatic thing. Oh, it definitely is. We see later in the movie that he's better. He's, he's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. So so it's all in his head. Um, and later in the movie, he's not saying, let me get home because I'm sick. He's saying, let me get home. We have to take the car home. Take the car home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's he's worried about the Because here he says, I feel a complete shit, Ferris. I can't mm-hmm. go anywhere. I'm sorry to hear that. Now come on over here and pick me up. And he hangs yeah. up. I love this gag. When this is, this is one of my most quoted lines. He hangs up the phone. And Cameron says, I like the shot. Like it, it, it's inside Cameron's room the entire time. So he, so he hangs up the phone and then we cut to Cameron and uh, Cameron's laying in bed and he says, I'm dying. And then his phone rings and we stay on Cameron as he picks up the phone fo- or he, he, he hits the speaker cause he's on speakerphone. Yeah. And, uh, and Ferris's response, he says, you're not dying. You just can't think of anything good to do. I use that so many times. Anytime, Someone's at work, and I'm like, oh, how are you feeling? And they're like, oh, I'm dying. I'm like, you're not dying. You just can't think of anything good to do. I, I use that. And we quoted this a lot um, when I when I told you we were going to be doing this show. And so yeah. I, I definitely was like, I really want this moment. Um, it's one of my favorite. But before that, before he says that line, he says, he, he does the, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Now, get now, you know, I think that shows the Ferris, you know, like, I don't care. Yeah. Get over here. Get over you here. have a car. I need the car. Mm-hmm. Get over here and drive me. And so much of this, we're like, oh, man, Ferris is like the master planner. He Mm -hmm. can do everything. But almost his entire day relies on Cameron. Yeah. 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 The entire, like, almost every plan he has, he needs Cameron to do a voice. He needs Cameron to get the car. He needs Cameron to, like, the whole thing is Cameron. So so, so Cameron would have stood his ground and say no like i am not coming out and going to cater to nah, you Ferris like, is done. like then he's his, then his, his, his day doesn't yeah. exist and he does yeah. homework but Fer- ferris <laughs> has already homework. put so much else into motion here um because i'm pretty sure sloan knows they're taking the day off because as soon as the nurse is going to show up later she's already mm-hmm. getting ready she's to getting leave, ready but yeah. she knows um so so he's been prepping for this for like a while yeah, already. Yeah, and your deleted screen, your deleted yeah. script where he's you got a plan, mm-hmm. but so much of it hinges on, on his ability to manipulate Cameron really. Yeah. Yeah. And you know he says it's for Cameron's own good, but at the same time, it's still Ferris so that he can have it. Yeah, wants, he wants to have a good. You know? He wants to have a fun last hurrah before he he graduates. Yeah, but the whole thing. My my point is, Cameron's doing all this. Yeah, it's Cameron's day off. Yes. You know, yes. he's he's pretty much he's the one actually doing it, which is cool. Cameron Fry's minute off. Yeah. <laughs> Changing the name of the show, guys. We've, we've decided <laughs> this isn't about Ferris anymore. Um, I forgot to. Why am I blanking on the actor that plays Cameron Fry? Alan, Alan Ruck. Ruck. Alan Ruck. Uh, I believe it was Wrath of Khan. 
He's in Really? He's in one of the Star Trek movies. I did not know this. Um Um I know that he got cast because he and and Matthew Broderick were on in uh, Biloxi Blues together. Um side by side on stage for many months before they even auditioned for this. So when they were looking for people that had a natural chemistry to play best friends, even though Alan Ruck was 28, I think when they filmed this, um, the two of them were playing like peers already on stage. They had this relationship that really worked well for them. Um, I think it definitely makes a difference if the two of them. Oh had, yeah. They had need the, the chemistry, you, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I think he does. I, I really like Alan Ruck in this movie. I haven't seen him in a ton of other things. I've seen him in a lot of TV stuff. Yeah, I, it's so weird. I'll see him pop up in like weird things. It like wasn't a... Rathacon. It was a different one. No. Oh. Generations. Star Trek Generations. Okay, oh, there, you I... go. there we go. Wow. Wait, wasn't that? I feel a... embarrassed. Embarrassed. Shame, shame. Embarrassed. Shame, shame. No, everyone's going to know. Everyone's going to know that I'm a Star Wars guy and, and not as not much a Star Trek guy. To be fair, I don't really care for Star Trek Generations. That might make people mad. No, but I don't no, really no. Care for that Generations movie. like that that show Generations. No, it's a it's a movie. It's the because the wasn't with, there a show that they the one did, with Picard oh, was, uh, and uh, Shatner in it together. That was not Shatner as bad dies. as Nemesis though. Oh no, Nemesis is the worst one. Anyway, this is, is not Star Trek. <laughs> this is not Star <laughs> Trek. Minute. This is not Star Trek Minute. That exists. Uh, doesn't that it? exists. Go check out those guys there if you go. want to talk about Star Trek. No, I, I saw. I saw. I feel place. like Alan Rick's always playing a dad now. Like he's the he's that age where he's just the dad character. Uh, he showed up in a short-lived show called like Cooper Barrett's Guide to. He's probably like surviving life. I don't know. 60? It was something ridiculous. And he played the dad, that dude's dad. And now he's like the main dad on a, on the Exorcist television show. Which That's wow. his character's name. Main dad. He's main just, dad. He's just the dad. Yeah. Main he's dad. The dad. Main dad. <laughs> main dad. He, he literally just looks the same. Just his hair is gray. Yeah, it's impressive. Well, him, even Matthew Roderick still looks very, very good for mm-hmm. his age. Yeah. So John, John Hughes in the commentary because Ferris calls him back after he says, I'm dying. Uh, John Hughes says that it shows a little bit of like, I don't, I want to say prescience, I guess is the word. I don't think that's the word he uses. He uses a word so that he has this like precognition or something. Like he, he knows that Ferris, or he knows exactly what Cameron is going to say. So even though he's not there to hear it. Yeah, I always felt not so much that he's got a prescience so much as he just really knows knows Cameron Cameron really well. I mean, they've known each other since since, yeah, for what, I guess that's six years I guess. Uh, he's no later on when he he's there the two of them have a discussion in the kitchen and I don't remember what he says but he's like you've been saying that since the fifth grade um, yeah so they've known each other since they were kids right so it's, but yeah but you figure they're only 18 so that's not yeah. that long still could be maybe a 10 years yeah yeah longer than I've known you that's true that is true um, but we don't really know each other that well, so. Oh no, we just we're just we're just crashing we're, at your house. We're barely nice. friends. Um, <laughs> that's messed up. Uh, Thanks. Wow. <laughs> do we get Wait. the fourth wall break again in this minute? We do. Um, after he tells him he just can't think of anything good to do, uh, Cameron hangs up. and We cut back to Ferris, and Ferris says, "If anyone needs the ca- the day off, it's Cameron. He has a lot of things to sort out before he graduates." Can't be wound up this tight and go to college. His roommate will kill him. So this feels like, while it may be true, feels like Ferris justifying to himself how he's going to use his best friend again. To me, anyway. He's like, it's really for his own good. Yeah, this is for his own good. He's got to get out of the house. Yeah, 
he's saying that it's because Cameron is wound up and needs to yeah. relax. Well, it may be true. It, to some extent. Especially the way, I guess, the delivery of the line feels like well if anyone needs a day off it's, it's cameron. cameron yeah ah, like i'm helping on, him I'm help, i gotta help him yeah you know and like he hasn't had this whole plan if he really felt this way he would have told cameron about this whole plan yesterday yesterday I'm like hey exactly. we're, you're you're i yeah. know you're not gonna be at school because you're not feeling well and we've been gone for however many days like i'm gonna take the day off of course we know that out. would cause torment to poor cameron for just longer yeah <laughs> poor cameron so he sings a little bit he starts to sing and he says, when Cameron was in Egypt's land. And then yep. we end. And then we, we end. We don't, know, we don't know what happened when Cameron was in Egypt's land. We don't know. We don't know. Um, this, uh, this song that he sings, should we talk about it today or tomorrow? Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, it is <laughs> called Go Down Moses. It is an American spiritual song and was a rallying anthem for the Negro movement. Uh, it was commonly attributed to the contraband, which was the name for escaped slaves during the Civil War. And uh, Sarah Bradford's authorized biography of Harriet Tubman, called Scenes in the Life of Harriet Tubman, which came out in 1869, quotes that she used to sing this song as, uh, as code when she was moving I slaves. feel like I've heard, I've heard this song just in pop culture. Yeah. The I, actual one. It's like a, it's a famous one. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I listened yeah. to it. Um, I, we've, I was just googling like history on wikipedia or whatever i was like listening to it as i was like oh i definitely googled history on wikipedia this is a a brief no i was open into the note research i googled the word history because i thought that that's on wikipedia song (laughs) (laughs) no i googled this i googled the phrase that he sings so that i could find the name of this song and then wikipedia took me to the history of the (laughs) origin of the song this has been a behind the scenes look further down the rabbit hole prepares for these minute podcasts it's insane guys yeah he googles history on wikipedia yep i google history <laughs> on wikipedia um anyway yes yeah, so yeah so that's that's how you found the song that's how i found the song um that was all i had about the song is all my information about the song oh, it's a good song it's a good song we'll hear the the last bit of it tomorrow kind of an ominous history yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's weird because like the actual song sounds like a spiritual. It's a song about Moses like freeing yeah, yeah, yeah. his people, but of course it's like it's actually um, got this like African American roots, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, it makes sense. Like that was kind of like a big part of that early culture. But yep, it's heavy stuff, guys. Yeah, way to end. Well, I guess Sorry that's to... Cameron. Wait, Cameron, wait, Cameron at thank the beginning you for... of his arc. Yeah, brings everyone down. Bring everyone down, including himself. When Cameron was in Egypt's land. But that, okay. Well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Come back tomorrow for minute nine. Yeah. Minute nine. Nine. Guys. Nine. We've, we've, I'll save that joke for tomorrow too. <laughs> uh, actually, does that happen tomorrow? Yeah. That's going to be believe, a good minute. It's going to be a good minute. I can't believe that it's nine already. I know. It's going to be, yeah. Yeah. I guess life moves pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dog of shame. Yeah.